Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. Well, we know that we're living in a different world right now, but unfortunately, domestic violence does not take a back seat because of all of this. And I'm excited to talk to Janine Klippel. She's the Director of Development and Public Relations with Gateway Domestic Violence Services here in Denver. Good morning, Janine. Good morning, Melissa. Well, I hate to even start the conversation with this, but I keep reading statistics that here we are in our stay-at-home order, our stay-at-home measures, and domestic violence is on the rise. It is heartbreaking to hear, but and unfortunately, I have to tell you that it is true. Um, and we know that isolation is a wonderful tool for abusers to use to continue to um, abuse and control their victim. And so now when we have people that are all forced to stay in our home, and we understand that that's for safety purposes, and we want people to do that, but it does take a different turn when it is a victim of domestic violence, because they are trying to stay safe at home, but their home's not safe. So then what is the next step? I mean, here you are ordered by the government to stay home, and yet you're living in an unsafe environment. What we hope is that there would be some opportunity when the abuser's asleep or in the shower or something where the victim could reach out and call our crisis line. I mean, if it's that much danger, please call 911 always. Uh, make that be the first step. But if you just want somebody to talk through some options with you, call our 24-7 crisis line. We have advocates standing by 24-7. We are still at 100% operation right now, regardless of other businesses that are closing. We are an essential agency, and we are here for you. So call. We really encourage anybody to call and let us know how we can help. Tell me this before we move forward. What is that crisis hotline? It is 303-343-1851. What kind of stories are you hearing right now from people, from women that are trapped in their homes with an abuser? Well, it's exactly what you would think, saying, you know, we don't know what to do. We're not sure how long this is going to go on. We are feeling more isolated than usual. We're not able to ever have a break from this. You know, they're not going to work. Or we're also hearing they, you know, that one of the two of them may have lost their job. And so now the economic stressors are just, you know, going through the roof for these couples. I mean, they are for a lot of people, but it's especially hard for people who are victims because uh, those stressors can really make an abuser start doing some other, um, you know, really exasperating their abuse, really, and their power and control. Let's talk about what domestic violence, what that abuse looks like. It can absolutely be physical, but not always. That, and I'm so glad you said that, Melissa, because I think people do tend to think that it has to be, you know, somebody that has a bruise or, you know, they've had a weapon pulled on them. And, of course, that is domestic violence. But also emotional and psychological abuse is definitely something that is a tool that is used by abusers as well. And who's to say which is worse? I mean, they're both a tool to use, and they're both something that keeps the victim isolated, keeps them intimidated, threatened, and um, really under the the rule of the abuser, and they don't know what to do. So, you know, we just want people to know, and our message is always that you don't have to be uh, physically in pain, physically hurt, physically wounded in order to reach out for our services. We are here to help no matter what, because domestic violence can take the form of spiritual abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. 
and all the way to threats of, of being killed. So it runs the gamut, and we're here for everybody. And we're talking, if you're just joining me, to Janine Klippel. She's the Director of Development and Public Relations at Gateway Domestic Violence Services. And we are talking about all the different kinds of abuse that fall under the umbrella of domestic violence. There's always the, the buzzwords. And over the last couple of years, you hear, you hear the term gaslighting a lot. That's a form of emotional abuse. Janine, explain to folks what that is for women who may be saying, I don't know if I'm being emotionally abused or not. And they really are having a hard time figuring it out because that's their normal. Right. And that's a good point, too. And um, that uh, term, gaslighting, comes from an old movie um, back several decades ago. And what that means is basically the type of abuse we're talking about here is when the abuser is trying to make the victim think they're crazy, basically telling them, um, for instance, you know, oh, isn't the sky a beautiful green today? And the person, the victim would say, well, no, sky is blue. And they would be like, you're crazy. How stupid are you? Everybody knows that the sky is green. It's always been green. What is wrong with you? How stupid are you? And it's just things like that that can be simple things like that that you wouldn't think uh, anybody could believe. But after a while, after somebody does that to you over and over and over again, you start questioning yourself. Mm -hmm. You start questioning what your sanity is. Tell us this, because I think there's always a misnomer that abused women are weak, they're small, um, and that's not always the case. Sometimes they're very successful and stuck in a very bad relationship. Well, I think to remember about domestic violence is that it's everywhere. It's in every neighborhood. It knows no bounds. It's in every religion, every workplace, every kind of career. You're right. It's everywhere. Anybody can be a victim of domestic violence. And in fact, um, it is the most committed crime in our country. So we know that there's, it's all over the place that domestic violence victims are everywhere. And so, you know, it. I just want people to not have that stigma in their head and believe that myth that it only happens to poor people, maybe people of color, people that um, are less educated, because that's not true. It can happen to anybody. You know, I was having brunch with, you know, back when we could have brunch with a lot of my girlfriends. Or I think there were eight of us sitting around the table. And these were all women who were successful. And I was telling them about a podcast I'm working on regarding domestic violence. And I was shocked every single woman at that table had been in some kind of a domestic violence relationship. And it ran the gamut from emotional abuse and staying for a short amount of time to one of my girlfriends. The guy is now in prison because he tried to kill her. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm telling you. This is such a, this, this is such a common crime that people tend to, to look away from and say, well, you know, if they didn't like it, they would just leave. Or maybe people say, well, that's, you know, their private business happening behind closed doors. But the truth of the matter is that domestic violence is the leading cause of homelessness among women and children, of dating, um, of gang violence, of um, teen runaways and school dropouts. This affects everybody in the community. Domestic violence is a big problem. And, you know, we have to address it. We have to do prevention. We have to get involved because we're just turning the other way and thinking, well, you know, if the victim wanted to, they would just, you know, if they, they would leave and they should be leaving. You know, that's the wrong question. The question is, what are they threatening them with to make them stay? Mm-hmm. And until we start really addressing this 
and going the extra mile for prevention and to get involved, I would never recommend for somebody, if you hear your neighbors fighting, to go knock on the door and try to get involved that way. But maybe when you see the victim by themselves, you can offer help, or maybe you can call 911. Maybe mm-hmm. they need that kind of intervention. But, you know, we have to realize what this really is. And be part of the solution and not ignore the problem. And what is it really? Domestic violence is um, one person wanting to seek power and control over another person and basically stopping at nothing to get it. And that might mean threats, that might mean actual physical abuse. And why do people batter? Because it works. They get what they want. And we have to recognize that domestic violence is not a mental illness, it's not anger management, it's a choice that the abuser is making. And we know it's a choice because they operate in the world and they're not beating up coworkers or, you know, people in the restaurant that they're mad at. You know, they are making a calculated decision of who they're going to batter and how they're going to do it so they can get what they want. But saying that, the good news is, is because it's a choice, that means they can choose to be nonviolent. And that's what we want to focus on, that there is help for the victim and for the perpetrator. That's always a hard one for me. So you really do believe that the perpetrator can get help and can get some healing. Absolutely. Everybody can. Uh, They have to want it, though. And it's like with anything, if you're trying to lose weight, you have to do the hard work. Mm -hmm. You have to really want it and stay committed. But if you just think it's going to pass or that you aren't the one that has the problem, that the problem is all with the person that you're abusing, then you're never going to change. But of course, there's still hope. They just have to really want to do the hard work to make the change. Well, tell me about the services that Gateway Domestic Violence Services offers our community. Okay, we have a 24-7 crisis line, which is, like I said, up and operating right now. Um, It's there every day of the year. It's the bridge into all of our programs. Please don't hesitate to call if you need services or if you would just like to ask some questions. Um, We have an emergency shelter, which you can, uh, women and children and adults, really, we serve anybody that is a victim of domestic violence, male or female. And if they want, need to come in and have a safe place to stay, our shelter is operating just as it always has. And we had to make slight modifications, of course, but um, because we need to make sure that everything is safe and sanitary, but we are doing all of those things, still housing adults and children and family pets that are in danger and um, offering counseling and other support through that program. We also have an extended stay program for people that are needing to stay on longer because they aren't able to find housing. We have a non-residential counseling program that offers counseling for adults and children that are experiencing violence but don't really need to or don't choose to come into a shelter. And we also have a court advocacy program that helps people through the court process maybe get a restraining order, a no-contact order. Maybe they need some kind of help um, just navigating the court system. That can be intimidating, and it's always nice to have somebody that actually can tell you what to expect if you're going through that. And then, of course, we have community education and volunteer programs and speakers bureaus, so we're happy to go out and talk uh, about domestic violence to anybody because, really, our whole goal is prevention. Right. You know, and if we can't make the prevention happen, um, then we're going to be there to help with the services. 
And I think something that, you know, if you're just joining us that we talked about at the very beginning of this is that Gateway Domestic Services, despite what's going on in our world right now, they are open. They are functioning 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Those services are probably needed now more than ever before. And we've always needed you. Well, thank you for saying that, because I really do feel like that. I mean, we have people that are in a much more vulnerable situation right now since we are mandated to stay at home, Mm -hmm. and they don't have the option of leaving. But they can come into our shelter if they can find a way to call, and we will do our best to get them transportation to get them into our services. And we are here to help. We are not going to close down. We are an essential business, and we are going to be up and running every minute of every day to help victims. Amen. You are absolutely essential. I so admire you and all the work that you're doing. Let's give that crisis number out again. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's 303-343-1851. And Janine, just a question for you. Somebody listening at home right now, and they feel like they're not in a good situation, but they're like, I, they don't know up from down at this point. Can they call you? Can you help them figure out what's going on? Absolutely. And please do. Please call. Even if you have a question about maybe something that you think is happening to your sister or your mother or your best friend, feel free to call. We're there to be a resource for the entire community. We're happy to help you talk through things, give you ideas, offer you a safety plan. If you happen to be in a situation where you feel like you're trapped at the time, we can offer you a safety plan, a safety plan for your children and your pets. You know, we're here to answer questions because not everybody who calls is either in a position to come in to shelter or they even know what they want, like right. you said. So please call and we will help you figure out what your options are, what the resources are, and be a support for you. We really care and we want to be there for you. Uh, Janine, really quick, when you say you'll help them craft a safety plan, what does that mean? Well, it can mean a lot of different things for different people. But um, in general, it's, you know, if you feel like um, tensions are rising, maybe don't go into the kitchen because a lot of the things in the kitchen could be used as a weapon against you. Um, don't go into a bathroom because you can. there's usually only one entrance and you could get um, cornered in there. Maybe um, getting a little bag set aside. If you have an infant, hide a few diapers and a few things that are essential for you, some of your paperwork. Put that in a safe place so that if you need to go on the run, you can grab it and and you're set to go. Maybe have a second set of keys hidden somewhere so that you can actually get into your car. If um, the tempers are rising and they take your keys, you have another set somewhere that you can get them and get in your car and leave. It can be a lot of different things, and that's where our our advocates who are um, so experienced in this can help craft that for you. Janine Klippel with the Gateway Domestic Violence Services. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And for folks who want to get in touch with you, who want to make a donation and help out, I'm sure you take those as well. How can they do that? We really need the help so we can keep our services. Um, They are vital to the community, especially now. You can go to our website, which is gatewayshelter.org. All right, Janine Klebel, thank you so much for being here. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a safe and blessed day.